This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to a Freakazoid episode of the Animaniacast. Hi, this is Paul Rugg, voice of Freakazoid, and you're listening to the Animaniacast. <laughs> to another episode of Freakazoid and Friends. This is, of course, the spin-off series of the Animaniacast. We're the only podcast that lets you freak out about Freakazoid. And here we just go ahead and we pull out a random episode. Uh, usually it's the one that happens just right after the one we just talked about, the you know, previous one. And we, we're, we revisit it. <laughs> all the cultural references and gags and of course in the end we give the episode a water tower rating i am joey and joining me once again are my co-hosts my brother nathan hey i know you you're that potato head guy (laughs) (laughs) and joining us across the country from georgia it's kelly hello Yes, when I was watching the episode, I was hoping that Nathan would say the potato head guy thing. Like, if Nathan, <laughs> doesn't, pick, if Nathan doesn't pick that as his catchphrase <laughs> for today's episode, he's missing missing out, let me tell you. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> well, today, especially because my wife says I have a head like a, a pumpkin, you know, so I do have a pretty, you know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know it was lying in the show. I was just. Oh saying no! It. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, what a coincidence! Okay, well, today we are talking about a very relaxing episode of Freakazoid. I think we should all just kick back, just think of the summer breeze. It's all. It, we're all stressed out right now because of all the. Coronaviruses and lockdowns and all this stuff. And well, you know what? Let's just relax. Just relax, O Vision, right now. Relax, O Audio, I, I suppose. But don't get too relaxed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Today we're talking about the segments Relax, O Vision, Fat Man and Boy Blubber, Limbo Lockup, and Terror Palace which is uh, with the Huntsman ones again. Ooh, very exciting. 
with the Huntsman. <laughs> and uh, boy, th- this episode had just had, had had it all. It had some relaxing stuff. It had the action. But if you were to describe this episode in just a few words, w- what would you say, Nathan? Um, it's got the hunts. The Huntsman's back, and this time he actually gets called in for some action. So I'm excited for that. Exactly. That is going to be, oh man, it's, I'll tell you, he doesn't disappoint this time. <laughs> Kelly, <laughs> what about you? It, w- it was a very hyper episode. It's, it, this is Saturday morning cartoons uh, at its finest, really, when you think about it. You know, when you're jumping off the walls, uh, you know, with your favorite cereal, uh, why not do it with Freakazoid as he's jumping around? <laughs> I, I was never that kind of child. What was your favorite cereal growing up? <laughs> no, I ate the cereal, but I never bounced off the wall. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, loved guess- all, I loved all the cereals. I liked the Frosted Flakes and Fruit Loops and Cookie Crisp and Lucky Charms and Cheerios and Rice Krispies and Honey Smacks. I need to eat more cereal one? these days. But oh, and we had Pac-Man cereal. Pac-Man cereal was good. Pac-Man cereal. I, I barely remember that, but they had like the mushrooms as the... Not the mushrooms, <laughs> marshmallow <laughs> and mushrooms in it. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've had it, but I'm pretty sure it had mushrooms. <laughs> there were no mushrooms. <laughs> maybe, that, maybe I've been, uh, no, I, I, no, I have not been taking mushrooms. That explains a lot about you, Joey. I have not been taking <laughs> mushrooms. No. <laughs> no, uh, no, it had the marshmallows with the ghosts <laughs> in it, I believe, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. I was I just had the Mr. T cereal theme song in my head, but only like one <laughs> part of it, like teaming up with Mr. T. I just had that in my head this morning. Why? I have no idea. Teaming up with Mr. T cereal. It's getting on the team. The team that knows how cool breakfast can be. You get a crispy corn taste with a touch of brown sugar. Teaming up with Mr. T. It's cool. I remember in uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, he pours Mr. T cereal. He's like, I pity the fool. <laughs> I pity the Who fool. don't eat my cereal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pee Wee. Uh, anyway, well, all of that cereal talk out of the way. This, <laughs> this show is a, a great uh, podcast to listen to while eating cereal. Um, and I'll plug a different RetroZap podcast, by the way. Techno Retro Dads. If you're a cereal fanatic you gotta listen to techno retro dads here on the retro zap network because they are serial experts they are oh they're just they're so passionate about it every single kind so listen to that if you love cereal uh and speaking of freakazoid there's a little bit of freakazoid stuff that has gone on in the news paul rugg has been doing these great instagram interviews uh, lately, both with voice actors, he just did one with uh, Tom Ruger talking all about Animaniacs uh, and the writing process. It's actually it's a, it's a half hour long. It's actually really interesting. And he, uh, we're pre-recording this before it actually happened, but I believe he should have released by the time this comes out an interview with both or a discussion with him, Tom Ruger, and John P. McCann talking about Freakazoid and answering fan questions about the show. So it's it's over on Paul Rugg's Instagram, which I believe is Rugg, Rugg1, I believe, R-U-G-R-U-G-G-1. And if that's wrong, then uh, I'll put the right one in. 
<laughs> but head on over to his Instagram because it's some really great uh, stuff on there. And uh, heck, even though this is before it happened, I'm going to go ahead and play a clip of it right now for us to listen to, just a small clip to, to whet your appetites for it. So here's a clip of the thing that has not yet aired when we watched before. Yes, here it is. You know, I'll just, I won't even read the questions. A lot of people want to know about Freakazette. Like, what was our plan and how we were going to do that? And, and, and I, I, I'm almost ashamed to say we, we didn't have a plan. Uh, that Freakazette was sort of put... Um, maybe you had a plan, Tom, but... I found the sentence. Yes. The, the, it's two sentences, so... Freakazette, a girl counterpart to Freakazoid. She can work independently, but can also be brought in to team up with Freakazoid and or others. <laughs> I love that. I don't think there's anything more. Let's see it. Fine, next. Uh, oh, uh, wait a minute. What is this? This is on the last page. If, if Dexter had a little sister, she could become Freakazette someday. Uh, or although we might want to call her Freakazola. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That's some of the deep thought that we were putting into all of this. Well, how about that? Wow. Wasn't that interesting? That was. Yes. It was so amazing. I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get into our discussion of today's episode of Freakazoid. And Nathan, before we do, tell us, when did this episode first premiere? Well, Joey, I'm so glad you asked. This episode uh, was on a Saturday. It was November 25th of 1995. It was a week after last episode of Freakazoid, which is nice. Uh, <laughs> it, this was a day after the release of the movie Casino. Uh, it was also uh, one day after the release of the first feature-length film, Created completely using uh, computer-generated imagery. Do you know what that is? Anyone? Toy Story? Yeah, Toy Story came out uh, just right before this. And then uh, it was the day before Dan Marino set a new NFL record with the most touchdown passes at the time, which was 343 passes. And it was just a few days after the Beatles released a brand new single, uh, Free as a Bird, from their new anthology album. Yeah. Man, I used to sing that Free as a Bird song. I used to really, 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 good really like that song. It's a good song. Uh, and it's like, it was Lost or something, I guess. I don't know. I think, what, I'm what, not exactly sure, but I, I th this is what I think happened. I believe it was actually a John Lennon Lost recording. Like, it was something that John Lennon never released. And hmm. so they just all got to get the three remaining Beatles said, well, let's take this John Lennon song. <laughs> and make it a Beatles song. <laughs> now, I'm not I'm not 100% sure on that, but again, if I'm wrong, I'll delete what I just said, but I think I'm right. Um, but I learned something interesting about uh, the Beatles, or, or I guess John Lennon the other day, is that uh, he signed the, the contract ending ending his, uh, I, I guess all the Beatles, you know, signed contracts to end the band or whatever, but he signed his at the Polynesian Resort at Walt Disney World. Huh. I didn't know that. All places. Yeah, I saw it on, somebody posted it on Reddit, and I was like, well, I need to confirm this. So 
Uh, it's in Wikipedia as well, so uh, it seems pretty legit. It's been uh, in, uh, a couple other you know places online too. So, I mean, I'm, I know not to trust everything on the internet, but the world was he doing in Florida? That's he's not a Florida guy. I don't think Florida and John Lennon. But then again, he was wearing those white suits, you know, and uh, I guess yeah. this is a very kind of Florida-ish. Kind I of think thing. I read it was like right after Christmas vacation for a bunch of them or, okay. you know, it was right after the holidays. So everybody was kind of in their own, own separate, you know, areas of the world uh, vacationing. Interesting. Okay. If I remember correctly. Well, there you go. Disney World has caused the breakup of the Beatles. So there you go. <laughs> put, put that in your Wikipedias. Well, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. And this starts off, of course, with the Booger Beast. So basically, this is, this is a cold open for this episode. Uh, the, the Booger Beast is, is kind of going down. The, it's going to terrorize Steph. Steph is in the an alley saying, oh, no, help, help. And luckily, Freakazoid is there. Freakazoid! All right, Steph, what poor guy you tormenting tonight? I am... The Booger Beast. Right. I quit. You win. Kleenex! It's very gross. Freakazoid's covered with snot. And, uh, of course, as we all know in these modern times... That is a big no-no. So Freakazoid. <laughs> he's, he's ahead of the time. He is very much ahead of the time. <laughs> and so Freakazoid gets the heck out of there and uh, unfortunately leaves Steph to be absorbed by a blob of snot. Uh, yeah, it's this is, I think, the only time we ever hear uh, Booger Beast uh talk i think he's been featured very shortly in that freakazoid and friends episode um but what did you what did you guys think about this quick segment uh nathan let's start with you uh it was gross no (laughs) it's short uh you know it's it's always good uh kelly what about you i'm sure little boys loved this segment Oh, I, I'm sure they did. This is very, this is like right good for, you know, adolescent boys who, you know, like in the commercial breaks, you would have a commercial for creepy crawlers or something like that with oozy slime and everything. But um, Frank Welker does an amazing job, I think, as the booger beast in this, just the noises that he makes. Uh, gosh, it's just such a talented voice actor to do so many different types of voices and these creatures with really disgusting creatures like the booger beast. Um, kind of reminiscent, I guess of Clayface, but I don't think the booger beast does anything other than just goes around. And <laughs> <laughs> just sneezes on, sneezes on yeah. people. <laughs> well, I, you know, this is the funny thing. Cause when freakazoid was basically picked up by Tom Ruger and, and, uh, Paul Rugg and John P. McCann. I, I think they were just given these basic designs from uh, Bruce Tim, uh, who did Batman the Animated Series. And so I don't know. I'm assuming the Booger Beast might have been one of those. And yeah, when you kind of have this design of like a boogery beast, it's like, well, what do you do with that? Well, you have them 
put boogers on you and that's what he does. So (laughs) (laughs) kind of move on from there. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our, I guess our main segment, I guess you could say of today's episode. And that is Relaxovision. And Relaxovision was written by Paul Dini, and it was directed by Scott Geralds. And Nathan, why don't you tell us what happens here in Relaxovision? <sighs> well, Joey, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, so we start off, Freakazoid is entering this dark room, he turns on light, and it's like, hello, is anyone there? You notice there's some ninjas, and they then they jump on them. And right when you think there's going to be a big battle or something, we cut to some cute fishies that are happy and pleasant and some nice music. And it turns out that the broadcast standards, uh, head of the broadcast standards, is uh, presenting a new feature called Relaxovision, which will, uh, you know, protect us from seeing uh, anxious things like fights and, I don't know, you know, uh, things that we don't want to see. Uh, instead, we'll be able to relax. Uh, let's relax our vision. Uh, and then we're going to feature it in this new segment called Terror on the Midway, um, which, oh no, what's going to happen here? So it starts off at a carnival, and Freakazoid is at a kissing booth. He's kissing lots of women. There's a line. There's so many uh, girls. All the girls want to kiss Freakazoid uh, for a dollar. Wow, that makes over $200. Can we please take a break? My lips are numb. Mm, okay. Sleep, pucker girls! Be back in 50 minutes! Aww. And uh, he takes a break uh, and go, goes to get some corn on the cob with, uh, with Steph. And that's when the lobe comes and kidnaps Steph um, and leaves behind a giant bomb that looks like Steph and with a note on it. And after the bomb explodes... Uh, Freakazoid reads the note, says that uh, Steph has been kidnapped by the lobe. Dear Freakazoid, if you're still alive to read this, I am holding Stephanush, Stephanie, prisoner at the Smithsonian. Come get her if you dare. Um, and right when he's about to go, maybe he's there, then uh, Cosgrove comes over and invites him to go uh, to uh, some mud uh, baths. Uh, now, so Nate, they... Before we get to the mud baths, I got to yes. correct you. It, oh, wasn't, it wasn't corn on the cob. It was oh. frozen bananas. <laughs> I remember distinctly Freakazoid saying banana in a very comedic <laughs> way. I was just thinking of something yellow, you know. Oh, it was, uh, it was definitely bananas, frozen <laughs> bananas. I, I, I liked the way he said it so much that I wrote it in my notes. Banana. Just, that is a <laughs> well, perfect. Way so, yeah, I, I did not say corn on the cob. Hey, you want a frozen banana? Well, good. Okay, that so, is a funnier thing. So back to I'm the glad. Thing. <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, he's he's a, he's taking a mud bath, and of course, Cosgrove's like, "Hey, maybe that note is a clue on where Steph is." You know, this saying where Steph, <laughs> the, the note saying where Steph was, might be a clue of where she might be. Uh, <laughs> so that's that. You know, figures already re- realizes that Cosgrove is right, and uh, leaves without even getting his towel. Uh, all right. So next scene. Um, we find out that not only is Loeb kidnapped Steph, but he's also gathered up all of Freakazoid's uh, greatest arch enemies. So we've got like, uh, uh, we've got the Cobra Queen, we've got uh, Cave Guy, um, first he has to fight uh, Longhorn, the, the bull from just, uh, was that 
last episode. Uh, yeah, so the villain yeah, so uh, Freak is our face off again. He's back again. He's much um, more menacing in this one too, I think. Yeah, because he actually like has to charge at him every That's time the- he's. <laughs> yeah, every time he gets hit or is about to get hit, we cut to, of course, relaxo visions. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so uh, after um, he ends up beating uh, Longhorn just barely, you know, he's he's taking a lot of hits. But um, after they went into the, the gun room or whatever, they kind of blew each other up. So Freakazoid managed to get out of that just safely. But then the Queen Cobra grabs him, starts squeezing him. And uh, right when it looks terrible for Freakazoid, we cut to Relaxovision. So sweet of you to swing by, Freakazoid. As a personal favor, please don't have your snake squeeze me, okay? Swallow him. Get out of there. Somehow, Freakazoid has managed to beat up the Cobra Queen, and but then behind him we have the Cave Guy and uh, the 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 ghost, the the cowboy ghost, Kid Icarus. What's his that name? Cadaver. <laughs> he's he's never he never actually talks in any episode. He laughs. Yeah, this, this is one. this is his biggest role. Yeah, he laughs in here. <laughs> we see him in the background. Oh, my um, gosh. I'll look. Up, it's Kid Carrion. That's what it is. Not Kid Carrion ever, but Kid Carrion. <laughs> so uh, it, it's uh, the animation budget was just blown on this one. So yeah. I, I would say if, if you can watch this episode just for this battle there, I, I don't want to spoil it. So uh, then then he has to fight Loeb, um, who's at the top. He's about to send Steph on a rocket and it's it's too late. He hits the button. Uh, Relaxo vision and cut back, and now um, and Loeb's laughing, but it turns out Loeb is now attached to the rocket and gets shot into space. And uh, then uh, Freakazoid and Steph kiss and cut to Relaxo vision again because no one wants to see that. <laughs> and I think that's the end of the episode. Well, yeah, the, the Freakazoid, of course, got kind of upset with the fact that, you know, it's kind oh, of, yeah, it's similar to the the fact like with the uh, Candle Jack. Uh, mm-hmm. Jack? Uh, when he, they say scream, you know, to interrupt the the kissing, there it's kind of the same joke of interrupting. Yeah. But of course, Freakazoid gets upset and he beats up the the Ben Stein guy. Mm-hmm. What's this guy's name? He's H. Uh, a. Futterman. H. A. Futterman. Not Pip. <laughs> Not to be confused. Although it's <laughs> yes. Although this guy, I mean, let's just go they're ahead. They're probably related. Yeah, I think they're. <laughs> Very closely related. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the fact that this this episode starts off here with Ben Stein, and Ben Stein, of course, is uh, well, he was bigger in the I think in the '90s than he is really today. Uh, you could see him in Win Ben Stein's Money, which I used to watch all the time on Comedy Central, mm-hmm. uh, and my father was convinced he could win. Me too. Yes, well, it was a good trivia show, and Ben Stein was actually a very funny guy. Uh, and Jimmy Kimmel was the <laughs> was the Ed McMahon to that uh, yeah. show. Wow. That was like his 
big break, right? Uh, Jimmy Kimmel wasn't anyone before. Well, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, that was his big break, and then they started doing the Man Show from there. And uh, yeah, exactly. So. I don't think they'll ever have reruns of. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but yeah, so ben, ben Stein was doing that. He was doing the Dry Eyes, and of course, he was best known for probably you know uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, of course. Where Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> Uh, but we know him as Pip from Animaniacs. So it was nice to see him again. I've always caricature is just, it's just him. It's just, they it, mm-hmm. it, it didn't even give him a different look. They're just like, okay, here you go. Uh, they, I just wrote a few kind of things. There was a thing at the very beginning where he's the different camera angles where uh, Futterman is, is, keeps getting interrupted where the camera is behind him and it's above him and it's below him. And that's kind of a comedic device that, I, I think has been used in a lot of different uh, places, but I, I first saw it. I think its origins might be in Monty Python, which I, you know, the writer, you know, the writers of Freakazoid obviously heavily influenced by uh, Monty Python and stuff. So if I were a betting man, I'd say that's a Monty Python reference myself, but anyway, um, Let's see, uh, other little references. Well, I have a lot of uh, cool things that I noticed. I mean, like the, the, when the ninjas jump down, uh, it, they, the tune that plays uh, was the same tune that plays in uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out when Piston Honda comes out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and apparently that tune is called Sakura. It's a folk song, a Japanese folk song called Sakura. Uh, so yeah, I heard that. And another cool musical cue that I heard was when um, Longhorn was charging Freakazoid. You can hear a little bit of uh, music from the opera Carmen uh, play, which is appropriate because uh, there's a a toreador in Carmen, and so having a bullfighting song uh, was very appropriate for that little moment right there. So excellent job by Richard Stone and or the Bernsteins perhaps uh, who put that in because uh, that was amazing work. Uh, but that's a, uh, that's really, there's a lot of little moments I really like, but that's pretty much all I think I could really see for references. Oh, there's also the, the, the I guess the song itself, right? Uh, what is, what is this thing? This, the song. There's a song. Oh, they, oh yeah. The song Act played in the song the, mm-hmm. it's called a summer place from the 1959 movie 1958 movie I don't know the notes say two different things but don't worry about it because the movie's called The Summer Place and the music <laughs> and, and so easy to remember yeah and the, summer place, and there you the, go. the music um, I looked it up and the music was written by Max Steiner and um, fans of old Hollywood movies might know him he did the music for Gone on the Wind and Casablanca. Just uh-huh. just a couple of them. Aha. So there you go. So we had we had a very you know, we have high production values in this this episode. This episode it's, the funny thing is that of course the gag is that you never really see the the action. It cuts away from all the 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 stressful things. But this episode is really a classic when it comes to Freakazoid. Uh, cartoon mm-hmm. because or, or just like all the villains are theirs even yes. if you don't necessarily see them all fight but it's just fun them all gathering up yeah in a in a traditional cartoon this would be like the season finale episode mm-hmm. where you get them all together uh, but yeah such an anticlimactic episode it really <laughs> yeah. but that's what makes it so fun 
uh, mm-hmm. and memorable because cartoons didn't do this kind of stuff back actually in the nineties. This was totally out of the box. I, I think yeah. you know, today you go, Oh yeah, that's, that's funny. I, I saw something else on cartoon network that did something similar, but at the time there was nothing similar to this. This was, no, I was very confused as a kid of like, wait, what's happening. <laughs> Why did I keep cutting away? Yeah, they're cutting <laughs> like if I, parts. I'll have to wait for the rerun to actually see what happens. <laughs> yeah, they'll show it the next time, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, Kelly, what did you think about this episode? What are some moments that you thought were cool? Well, I thought it was funny that he made the comment about uh, using up the whole season's animation budget on that one fight. Yes. Because <laughs> after seeing the Relaxivision so many times, I kept thinking to myself, okay, did they run out of money? And is this why they're <laughs> doing this? And so then it, it was so self-referential because I'm like, oh, okay. So I guess that's part of the gag. Like I'm, either I'm, I'm not too far off the mark or that's just a gag. So um, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Sometimes I, I, I wonder about animation budgets and stuff, especially when a character has a lot of dialogue, but they have their head towards the, you know, the, you see the back of their head a lot i'm like oh they're they're saving money right here this is great well they did that with futterman or yeah what putterman whatever his name is and he had to keep turning to face the camera like you you mentioned yeah (laughs) yeah and uh, oh of course like you know whenever a a character puts a helmet on like oh my gosh like star wars the clone wars i mean forget it They, they, they must you know love it when a clone puts a helmet on they're like oh this is beautiful We'll get this so much faster. Uh, well, Nathan, what are some things that you really liked about this uh, first cartoon? Um, uh, I liked the uh, the way that Freakazoid talks when his lips are numb. <laughs> yes. And I liked uh, that Loeb is very smart and he knows how to make uh, balloon animals. Uh, incredibly talented. I mean, just, yeah. not only can he make prehistoric marsupials but he can also with just a couple pops make them into ducks which is i mean wow yeah hey mister can i have a balloon animal here diprotodon optatum an extinct giant burrowing marsupial once common to ancient australia i wanted a ducky there thanks i really do like that about the lobe in this episode is that he, he does seem like menacing, like he's intelligent, you know, um, even he's a good foil for, uh, he's in, yeah, he's in many ways, opposite, but yeah, he's inept in many ways, but in other ways, yes. he's very talented. And uh, yeah, we should just, become a balloon animal guy instead of a, <laughs> could have made a good living with that. Oh, well, uh, but yes, kissing booths, another thing. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever see a kissing booth ever again. <laughs> right? Kissing booths are a thing of the past. Sorry, Freakazoid. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, you know, I just saw a lot of funny little things I was noticing as we're going like, they go to the Smithsonian, of course, at the end, and they <laughs> grab these these weapons from the Hall of Nasty Objects. And mm-hmm. I thought it was funny that they, apparently they have a working ray gun as one of the <laughs> things inside this. With them. It wasn't like a movie prop. This was an actual working uh, laser gun or ray gun. Uh, and uh, one little last moment I thought was cute, funny, 
was uh, when Freakazoid jumps up into the air and uh, is going to kick them in the face, like Cave Guy and Kid Carrion or something, and he does his battle cry. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> what a battle cry. That's an intimidating thing. If you ever hear Freakazoid do that, get out of the way. Well, that's our first segment, and I think we better move on to the next one. And of course, this is another superhero segment. It's not Freakazoid. It's Fat Man and Boy Blubber. And now, something very special. And Fat Man and Boy Blubber is a segment that was written by Tom Ruger, and it was directed by Eric Radomski. And Kelly, why don't you tell us what happens here in Fat Man and Boy Blubber? Okay. There is a little boy on the playground, and he's being made fun of by some other kids. And they're calling him names and uh, making fun of him for being fat. And they, he says, my name is Lewis, and so they call him Lewis the Lard Boy. And they want... Uh, him to give them his lunch or lunch or lunch money and uh fat man and boy blubber come in to uh to save the day and they have the music the intro music for the old batman television series you know batman that kind of thing so it's a parody on that Boy Blubber! Run for it! After them, Boy Blubber! I got a stitch in my side and I've lost my freshness. The kids run through the playground, but uh, Fat Man and Boy Blubber can't quite catch up. You know, they uh, try to follow them on the monkey bars and the monkey bars break. And uh, finally the kids make it out of the, the yard and um, Fat Man says that if he you know sees them again, he's going to sit on them because you know that's his his threat and uh they they tell the kid that uh you know even though that they uh you know try to eat right and exercise they're on the road a lot and they eat a lot of fast food and the kid kind of looks at them like what what's the point as we speed off to defend our fellow overweight friends from the torment and taunting of twisted villains like those two hoodlums you just faced. Your point is? <laughs> My point, Louie? Ha ha ha! My point? My point is, do you have another delicious and yummy sweet bun in there? Hey, let go! Come on, Louie, let me just check. No, that's my lunch! Uh, uh. 
Lewis. It's just a sweet bun. Knock it off! Lewis, give me that sweet bun! No! Boy Blubber, a little help here, please. So, um, that's kind of about it. You know, I, I would say this is a, a segment that would not necessarily be on TV today. Uh, <laughs> although it, it was a different time in the 90s. It was, it was. Uh, this was an episode that preached, uh, you know, I guess it was a type of body positivity, right? Uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Uh, Nathan, I, I guess let's start with you. What are some things that you thought were cool about this? Um, well, I liked that he was a superhero and that he was fat. Even though he, he was fat, he was a superhero, even though he couldn't actually do anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it reminds me of a video um, that uh, I was participated in when I was a, a little child. Yes. Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah we made a video with (laughs) when we were kids it's somewhere on youtube i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know promote it promote it that much but you can (laughs) look somewhere on there um but yes nathan nathan and i filmed it and uh it involves uh uh one of our brothers dressed up as fat man now i think i'm not exactly sure this was before that was before uh, before the episode yes because i remember watching this and be like we already did this yeah exactly we (laughs) they stole our idea we were so creative (laughs) i know and and then later weird al had a tv show as well like a saturday morning show and he had a character named fat man uh where i'm just like god they stole our idea again (laughs) <laughs> so apparently Tom Ruger uh, was synced up with our brains or something because we did the Fat Man theme first. In fact, I'll go ahead and we, play. I have the theme song. Yeah, I'll play the theme song from us. From ours. From okay. ours. <laughs> fat Man. Fat Man. Fat Man. Fat Man. And there you go. That's me singing Fat Man as a high schooler. <laughs> so good. We, yeah, the production quality on that. See, we didn't have a bl- boy blubber, though. No. So that was, that was no. more creative than us. That's very true. No boy blubber. And so anyway. Uh, but yeah, this was... <laughs> Uh, this was an interesting one. I, I, I do like the little lines of, I've got a stitch in my side. Mm-hmm. Uh, the voice acting was very good. At it, and uh, the, the idea of just a grown man trying to steal food from a kid uh, yeah. is funny. Uh, but Kelly, what did you think? What did you, is there stuff in here that you thought was good? I I liked the take on the um the Batman theme. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> but yes, it, it was a uh, it was I like a, the Batman theme. That's true. Uh, the I Batman. Like it. Well, I like the Batman theme too. <laughs> I just it's uh, like we're trying to think of nice things to say about the like <laughs> <segment. laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um my my if I were to make this cartoon now i would have a cool battle scene at least with fat man and make it seem like oh he's really like cool but i guess it's no longer funny but at least like you're like oh he can be fat and athletic and that's cool well he couldn't fight the kids though 
That's the yeah. I thing. guess not because that would be biting you have kids. To have <laughs> you don't want to beat up kids. No, but, um, but I yeah. do, I do like just everything. Just I think may, the main thing I could take away from this is the voice acting, Lewis, mm-hmm. all that, and I just uh, give me your yeah, <laughs> give me your sticky button. Uh, good stuff with that. Well, let's go ahead and get to our next segment, and it is Limbo Lockup. And Limbo Lockup is a pretty short segment. Uh, basically, you know, we're going to go see Freakazoid, and Freakazoid's just, I don't know where we are, in the internet perhaps, I guess. And he's just jumping around the place, making weird sounds, doing Daffy Duck jumps. It's very silly, very weird. He's making faces right in the camera. It's, it's good stuff. But the idiotic police, or the, is that what they call themselves? Yes, the idiotic police come by, mm-hmm. and they have they arrest him and bring him before a judge. And the judge says, "It's either you're going to be locked up for thirty days, or you're going to have to listen to Fanboy." And Fanboy comes back, and Fanboy has some <laughs> talks to Freakazoid. They lock them up together, and well, let's be clear. He says. I'd rather be just lock me up, but unfortunately he gets locked up with fanboy still. Uh, but fanboy has some really good information all about how Disney went almost bankrupt uh, with uh, movies like the black hole Tron and a movie that I had never heard about, which was uh, something wicked this way comes. So anyway, back to 1983 at Disney, their big film that bombed in 83 wasn't Tron, it was Something Wicked This Way Comes, which is actually pretty fun, but it comes across too soft, and it lost our fortune. Anyway, that brought about the arrival of Eisner and Katzenberg. Uh, and, uh, I've heard about it, but I've never seen it. I watched the trailer for it last night because I could not find it on Disney+. Plus. The Black Hole and Tron are both on Disney+. Plus. I really want to see the Black Hole. I know it's supposed to be bad. There are some <laughs> people who like it, um, but I, I, I got I to gotta make up my own mind. I got to see it myself. Anyway. Uh, the Black Hole is available on Disney Plus. Tron is something wicked. This way comes is not. So I think we mm-hmm. all should do something on behalf of Fanboy, and that is to request that Disney Plus put on something wicked. This way comes. Sign I, a petition or something. Yeah, I, I looked need... at <laughs> I looked at the box office. I think something wicked. This way comes only got eight million dollars in the box office. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, which. Even back in, I think they came out in 1982 or three. What is it about? It's about a guy. Okay, so it's a. I believe it takes place in an old town, like I'm going to say around the turn of the century, like 1900s or something like that. And the circus comes into town, and people make wishes, but it takes away things from other people. Uh, So, in other words, like a person gains their eyesight. But then a woman in the town loses her eyesight. And so, yeah. And the circus, uh, it's a very, it's its based upon a book uh, whom I forget who wrote the book. But <laughs> it's kind of a dark uh, story for Disney. Um, there's like a. Isn't it a book? I, I want to say it's a Bradbury book. Yeah, but, I think it was at Ray Bradbury, I think. Yes. Yes, I think that's who it was. But yeah, the 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 guy who um, runs the circus. What is, what was that guy called? The the circus uh, uh, master. Master. Yeah, sure. 
Ring is master. he like the Ring devil? The, yeah, I think he's like the devil. He's looking for some I, kids in the town. and I feel like uh, Rick and Morty did a parody of this, but maybe it was just a generic, you know, Twilight Zone I mean, episode, it sounds but. cool. It was a very, it looked like a very Twilight Zone-y epi- uh, movie. And it did sound mm. like a cool movie. Like, you know what? If this was on Disney Plus, I'd probably watch it. And like Fanboy said, it's actually, he says it's actually a lot of fun. And I'm like, yeah, it kind of does look like kind of a bad fun movie so um disney plus get- i wonder why it's not on the, the disney plus because <laughs> it's I, so bad no one wants it's to see so it. <laughs> bad. it's according to fanboy it's the thing that almost broke disney and then you brought in jeffrey katzenberg and and every and and david geffen and no not david geffen uh but all the other you know the the revival of disney had to happen later on so hmm. I, uh, it sounds like a movie Michael that I would Eisner, like to watch. That's what I'm thinking of. Michael Eisner came in there. Yeah. If they did like a Mystery Science Theater 3000 or something, I would definitely see this. Oh, totally. Right. But, I but mean, Disney has the sounds, rights. So yeah, I don't think it'll, it'll never be. A, yeah. You have, hmm. to get, you have to get it released anyway. So that's that right there. It's a cute little uh, thing. And, and then, you know, what Freakazoid says to cue the Huntsman. So I, I, I think the main takeaway I can get from this is cool takes from freakazoid and interesting stuff about disney movie history but what did you guys think about this one uh kelly let's start with you i enjoyed learning about the disney stuff uh because some of it i didn't know Uh, that's an era of disney i'm not particularly familiar with so uh and i thought it was interesting that he he mentioned eisner and katzenberg because you know katzenberg uh, helped found uh, DreamWorks SKG Spielberg Katzenberg and Giffen with Steven Spielberg because it always has to come back around to Steven. Uh, Nathan, what about you? Um, I really like the way that Freakazoid talks at the beginning. The uh, the loom, you know, kind of. <laughs> yes. Are uh, you Mr. Freakazoid? Yes. We're the idiotic police, and we place you under arrest for being totally idiotic. Um, and yeah, I felt that, uh, Freakazoid got gypped, um, cause he picked 30 years in jail and, uh, instead he just had to do 30 minutes with fanboy instead he has to do like 30 years with fanboy. I don't even know. Like, I, yeah. I just feel sorry for Freakazoid, I guess. Yeah. He should have gone with the 30 minutes, I guess. I guess so. But he gets out somehow. <laughs> he had a good lawyer in, in the idiotic police. Maybe uh, maybe uh, after half an hour, he was able to leave then. That's so. true. <laughs> Cruel and unusual punishment. Well, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and wrap things up with a very exciting episode of The Huntsman. And this, of course, is The Huntsman in Terror Palace. And Terror Palace was written by John P. McCann, and it was directed by Jack Heiter. And Kelly, why don't you tell us what happens here in Terror Palace? Okay, it's um, a huntsman segment. And the huntsman hears the uh, horn of urgency. So he comes running urgently and (laughs) um, goes to the police station. And uh, the... uh, uh, is he the chief of police or captain of the police or anyway, the guy in charge is sitting <laughs> at the de- desk reading a newspaper and uh, he's like, oh yeah, no, that was, that was a mistake. Somebody, some uh, 
rookie was messing around with the the horn and you know he's he's been been punished and uh he's like it's been real quiet so the huntsman said that he was gonna go to the aquarium and watch the fish and if anything happened uh, to let him know and uh so he goes out in the, the hallway and muttering to himself and kicks a trash can wastebasket down the hall and uh but then we cut to him actually in the midst of uh rounding up some bad guys he'd been robbing a bank and he roped them all up and took care of it well sort of <laughs> i think we had the same discussion last time that it's not really even him doing anything in the end <laughs> with the bank guys it's it's the in, it's the closing credits of his of his show basically the mini show uh, oh yeah. <laughs> of course the joke is i wonder why i it didn't make any sense to me why they said he had nothing to do and then it shows him helping with the I, see, I don't see it as closing credits. So, it's not a smooth transition. I, it is not. No. It, it can be very confusing to go, wait, but now he is doing something? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, a, a, it's fine. That's only the second time I've ever seen the Huntsman. Well, I think this is our last major time that we're going to be seeing. Yeah. Too, unfortunately. He'll be... He'll be back and, you know, cameos and he'll be speaking lines again. But I think this is his last, his last standalone. Oh, I'm sure. man. Poor Huntsman. But... Let me tell you, this guy, he can't get a break. He just, <laughs> he just, he can't get a break. He's trying to get just some work and he just can't do it. And now y'all laughing at me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the funny, the really funny thing about this is I just like how the, the uh, the idea of somebody just messing around with the horn is uh is funny because uh just the idea of somebody doing that like doing I don't know it's just such a silly stupid little thing um I really like the Huntsman his theme song is amazing it's funny every time and yeah I think this is the last time we get to hear his theme song so yeah that's the sad thing but poor poor guy. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so if you're ever if you're ever in uh, the Huntsman's town, though, going to an all night aquarium uh, <laughs> to see the polyfish because they're funny, <laughs> they're funny. Well, maybe I'll go to the all night aquarium. Hmm. Aquariums are supposed to be very relaxing. I like watching the polyfish. They're so comical. Want to go? Nah, I don't watch fish. I eat them. Hey, it's uh, that's a good Yelp review from the Huntsman right there. Go see the polyfish at the All Night Aquarium. Uh, so, with that, that would basically that wraps up today's episode. I think it's time we get to our water tower rating. So what do you guys think out of five water towers? How many would you give this episode out of five? Uh, Nathan, let's start with you. Me? Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to go with a nice solid three. Uh, yeah, I'll do three uh, water towers. It's a good episode, but like not the best by any means. I mean, the fat man one doesn't really stand up. I re- this is my favorite. Um, the Huntsman. The segment. I think I like this one even more than last week's episode of it. And uh, the Raxovision is a classic, but again, as a 
kid, I was upset because I wanted to actually see the fights. <laughs> okay. And so Kelly, three. Kelly, what about you? Oh dear. Um, I think I'm going to give it a two because I, I didn't find any really funny. Oh. And oh no. <laughs> I I just didn't, and um, the relaxo vision was good for a minute, but then it got like way too repetitive with the music <laughs> and everything, and um, and the pacing was just it, it seemed all over the place. So um, I I maybe if I'd watch again, if I'd, maybe if I'd watch Freakazoid as a kid, I'd love it as much as you guys, but I. I I don't get it. It's oh. <laughs> it's, it's well, not my brand of humor. Oh well, you know, and you forgot. There's also one more last relaxo vision at the very end. By the way, at the very, mm-hmm. very end of the credits, <laughs> I had to put one last one in. The uh, busy freeway. Uh, exactly the busy freeway. I do uh, like the videos that they show on those relaxo, like the, the carnival one. I realized they're all just like dolls. It wasn't an actual carnival. Like, oh really? Yeah, because I'm just like, oh, no one's moving in this carnival, and I was like, oh yeah, those are just those are just dolls. I'm gotta pull it up. I gotta we're, see. This is like an airplane. This is, happens every week, and then you know, Kelly starts to bring the airplane down just a little bit. So I'm gonna bring the airplane back up. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna overcompensate a little bit. I'm gonna say it's a four water tower episode. Wow. Okay. Uh, and that may, and that mostly goes to the uh, relaxo vision because it is such a classic. It's such a uh, ahead of its time cartoon in that sense uh, that it is so anticlimactic. And I do like the Huntsman. I do like this one a lot better than the first Huntsman. And I like the jumping around and Freakazoid going, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the whole thing talking about the black hole uh, th- that stuck in my brain uh, for years uh, of, <laughs> A fanboy talking about it. Um, so just on a total uh, silliness nostalgic. and nostalgic, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of nostalgia, a little bit of silliness, uh, and also a lot of ahead of its time stuff. I'm giving this one a four out of five. Let's go ahead and get to contact information. Kelly, where can people find you online? I'm on Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. Or you can email me at kelly at bigshinyrobot.com. Kelly is always available for Yoda, uh, baby Yoda uh, memes. Send them mm-hmm. her, send them yes. her She's probably seen My phone already. Is nothing but baby Yoda pictures. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> send her some good baby Yoda stuff. She's probably already seen it, but you can challenge it, challenge her, and see if you've seen this one yet. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, what about I, you? I have not seen Baby Yoda with Steven Spielberg. Oh, so. that's true. Oh. It, get going, Photoshop people. Uh, Nathan, what about you? Where can people meet you uh, online? I'm on Twitter, Joey. Uh, Django FT, that's me. All right. And as for the Animaniacast, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And of course, we're over at Discord. You can join the Discord community by going to discord.animaniacast.com. And I'll give you the welcome link to talk to us or any of the other folks over at RetroZap. You should subscribe to the RetroZap podcast feed. And that way, you can not only get this podcast, but every single one of the other podcasts. And that way, you get in tune with everything pop culture that RetroZap has to offer. 
whether it's Star Wars or movies or video games or just good old weird stuff like this, head on over to RetroZap.com. I got articles and everything over there as well for you to check out. So for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey. And we're saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. As bait, your greatest enemies and I have lured you to your doom. Oh, oh, listen to the big head man say angry things.